Ziggy Marley and The Weekend is Long. That's from the 1980s, a bit of classic roots reggae from one of the Marley family there. And there is a slight link to that song with the guest that I've been mentioning, listeners, already in the programme. It's Ros Keep, who is currently in the studio and uh, has an exhibition on, which we're going to hear about very soon. Good morning, Ros. Good morning. And how is your uh, festive period going? You've been having a nice time? Yeah, we've been having lots of fun. It's been lovely very weird weather so um going with that right yeah <laughs> it's actually a bit warmer today isn't it i yeah. found as i was on my way here got yeah. one one too many jumpers on yeah <laughs> we don't know what to wear now do I, we i know layers that's the answer <laughs> according that's that's the first thing ros and i are advising you about today listeners is layer carefully so you can be prepared for it all um ros has a fantastic exhibition on which i saw over the weekend it's really full of vibrant color it is uh, watercolour, it's landscapes of Hong Kong. I mentioned earlier in the programme, but if you weren't able to listen then, that it is landscapes that she focuses on, Outer Islands in particular. I'll say the main focus is Lama Island, <laughs> um, and that is where the exhibition is on. It's called Keepsakes. It's on until the end of the 30th of December unless it's extended, Ross. Um, no, not, not, no plans to. But um, it's been on for a week or so, or a couple of weeks, and it's really been getting some great responses. Ros, you must be happy with some of the responses that you've got. When I came in over the last couple of days, there were a lot of red stickers. Now, folks who aren't in the art world, that means Ros has sold a number of lovely watercolour paintings. Must be a nice feeling. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, um, it's been it's been absolutely wonderful. I'm very happy. Um, it, it was so lovely to have a, an opening party as well, followed by a second opening party um, the next night. So we did sell quite a few doing that. Just um, just the two opening parties. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Do you, do you think um, just before we go into your work itself. Um, do you think that's a phenomenon with, uh, you know, for those who are listening who might not be going to a lot of gallery openings generally, uh, it, obviously people who are, who either know the artist or like their work might try and come along on, on that night. Um, is this uh, a time where most artworks get sold in most exhibitions, would you say? I mean, Commercial cer galleries. certainly it helps, but, you know, um, to be honest, I'm, I really... I don't know about anybody else's okay. <laughs> openings, but <laughs> yeah. well, certainly on mine, um, it's always it's always fun to do, and um, it's lovely to see everyone. And yeah, that's when when the most um, atmosphere and buzz is. Um, well, you, you but you've actually had a number of exhibitions before, mm. um, going back to the early 90s at the Fringe Festival. Mm. There was a landscape uh, exhibition that was on there, landscapes of discovery. Mm. Between then. Um, are going via some exhibitions in bars and restaurants um, until um, until the exhibition that is now on at the Lama Art Collective. I'll just mention that now. We'll hear that again at the end of our uh, interview chat. But it's on at the Lama Art Collective, which is bang in the middle of Yungshu One Main Street, above a Spanish restaurant on a corner called um, Del Candela that you can't really miss. Mm. And um, it's it's something which uh, does reflect a lot of the community on Lama, but there are also other people who exhibit who are not from the island. And Roz, um, how, how would you say the progression has gone from your watercolours back in 1993 at the Fringe until now? Oh, um, yeah, leaps and bounds. I've, I've, you know, I'm sort of self-taught, so 
there's there's a lot you can do um, studying, you know, on your own, especially with YouTube. YouTube's amazing. There are some fantastically generous, talented teachers out there. Um, and so I remember one summer I just sat there and it was too hot to go out and I didn't feel motivated. And um, every evening I'd watch about two or three of these free cheap whatever free um, videos and and you know you learn a lot but there's then you have to actually practice so once you've kind of got in your eyeballs um the techniques and so on then you've got to go and practice because uh, it's all you know muscle memory and the rest of it so it's thousands of hours of doing it right really. yeah um so i think I, i'm a lot more confident now than i was back in the 90s for sure right but but actually i've got to say with this particular exhibition Listeners, I've seen a number of Ros's landscape paintings over the years. Not only landscape, but recently you've been painting bird life as well, mm -hmm. um, which is... Uh, that, I mean, that's... OK, I'll come back to that. But on the landscape alone, um, the current exhibition is, I think, confident is the thing that really jumps out because the use of colour, mm -hmm. broad strokes of the brush stroke, um, it's, um, it really does look like... And watercolour, you're, you're playing not playing but you're doing that because the medium itself is quite immediate isn't it watercolor for those who don't know um who have never tried it listeners if you think it's a lovely beautiful layered layers of transparent looking uh paint over one another there are some inherent challenges there aren't there um do you, yeah, do you want certainly. to talk us through some of those yeah um i mean it, it it's spontaneous and it's a kind of natural um, synergy between water and paint and this special paper um, we use a cotton rag paper um, and it, it sort of absorbs and holds the paint in different ways you couldn't use um, ordinary printer paper for example it just soaks through but this paper's um, it's sized with a, a type of surface glue and then it's textured and the texture holds the um, the paint on like little if you're looking at it in cross-section under a microscope it'd be a series of mountains and valleys and so the paint kind of brushes the top of the mountains but then sits in the valleys so you you get pooling and kind of special effects so if you understand how the special effects work you can employ them um, so when you're first um, doing it there's there's a lot of kind of disastrous mess but then after a while once you understand it you can layer thinly and then keep layering one on top of the other you know they're endless um, layering you can do you can come back to it later and tweak it a little bit you can add line to it later you can um, uh, you can even use a sponge and sort of take away paint um, you can use um, masking fluid which is a type of rubber solution that you put on the paper and where you put the solution, the paint won't go. So if you want to reserve light areas, yeah. um, then you can do the paint, paint the light areas with the glue and then later um, um, paint over, say, a dark blue sky or a blue sea or something. And then you rub the solution off with your fingers. It's amazing. It's just kind of stringy stuff. It comes off and then you have this white area that you you um masked out so there's lots of lovely things you can do you can yeah. you can put salt on and salt makes a lovely kind of um kind of crystalline white effect it absorbs the color from the from the paper and so you end up with this sort of little white dots and patches and, and there's so many lovely things you can do i love it you know would you say that it's um that it's far more technical 
in some ways than acrylic or oil painting that people may you know be, be used I, um, to see i mean there there are so many different skills for each medium but this one particularly is um yeah, I, it is more technical. I think so. Yeah. Um, if you were to advise someone who was starting watercolour for the first time, but only because we're talking about these techniques and you've been through it, you talked about the evolution and you would watch tutorials and really, because that's an important thing to mention, Ros, you are essentially self-taught, aren't you? Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't go to watercolour workshops no, to no, learn this. No. It's all self-taught, which is I mean, amazing. I've, I've been to one or two, but I, I haven't studied it under any particular teacher for, yeah, for a long yeah. time, no. So, 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 uh, some of the technical aspects you just mentioned. Um, when I, when I, uh, I, I may have just said before that that, that can be quite unforgiving. I think um, that with watercolor, um, it's uh, what. What are some of the basic um, don'ts when you start? Well, the the thing is, don't don't have a preconceived um, notion of how it's going to end up. Um, I mean, ha ha have an idea, but don't don't let it don't. Um, try and make it do what it doesn't want to do. Yeah, it, it's a very uh, it will do its own thing. You know, yeah. you, you just you just provide the energy, and then the the water, the color, and the paper do its its own thing. It's a like I said, it's a natural mm. kind of combination of those three things. It's beautiful the way that happens. So yeah. basically, you really have to give it some time, learn yeah. the materials, you and do. what it does. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and right. I give classes. Yes, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, you've given classes at the same place haven't you yeah the, been, i was teaching for a couple of years at the lac on sunday mornings mm. um we, we we kind of had a bit of a break um over the summer um i'm not sure if i'll start again um because we have my husband and i have some plans for traveling but i we don't really have a fixed um time for that right now because of other things um so if i do teach again i'll, I'll let people in lama know and um yeah the lac is a wonderful place to take classes nice space bright and light and mm. um, right in the middle of it's, the village yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy easy to access as yeah. well isn't it it's right yeah. there big yeah. signs over it yeah. um you in an artist statement um have mentioned uh, and this i quote you ross mm. um i never get bored painting the sea rocks trees and the sky um in llama um very few figures appear in my images um i won't i won't read it all but um but it does seem when people look at your uh, watercolors and in front of me i have a concertina sketchbook which is part of the exhibition thank you for bringing this in ros it's um it's a portable size and i know that you had a very very prolific summer mm -hmm. where you were not only doing a double page spread um, landscape from the same point on the beach in getting giving it different treatments according to um, the type of weather it was or from a slight point of view um, it's it's really beautiful work and the work that you did that's on on the walls which is much larger than the uh, the sketchbook work that you've brought in today um, do have a real vibrancy now it was the summer that most of this um, collection comes from that are, that are on the walls. Was it really about representing the the colour and the reflections from that bright sunshine that you saw? Um, I think so. I think it's it's a, a combination of various things. You know, it's an inner landscape as well. Um, and um, when you stay in one place, you go every day to um, see what comes up from the same spot every morning um of course you know there's going to be a difference everything is different every day every moment is different and um so i wow. i 
I literally made it into a into a, a kind of practice. So um, there are some mornings huge cumulus clouds in very deep blue skies, and other days there there would be you know storm clouds, especially when we had the black rain, and. Um, you know, cast tourists, a totally different look yeah, over the whole yeah. scene, which and, you've captured, and, and crowds coming and going onto that beach, and other days absolutely just just me and the and the you know the kites circling, and you know it's just beautiful to be there every day and see how it looks um, at the same time every day. So mm. um, I I'm very privileged to be able to do that, and um, I feel very um, you know happy that I could just record a little bit you know of my of my summer doing that, yeah. Before we started talking, listeners, um, I didn't just play a bit of reggae because it's what I like to do on Saturday afternoons, and thought I'd squeeze uh, some of that in. But um, it's because it was a um, it was a little kind of link to the fact that Ros, you although you were born in Hong Kong, you spent some time living in the Caribbean, didn't you? Yeah, my my father worked for Cable and Wireless actually in the um, in the in the sixties. He was. Uh, they they'd send them off, you know, wherever they wanted to um, establish new telecom um stations so um in in about 65 he was sent from hong kong to um uh, jamaica cayman barbados trinidad so it was a 10-year stint and we just lived in these different um uh, capital cities over those that period so that they could establish a a, a satellite uh, station system in mm. in the west indies that was set up by the british in um conjunction with those governments so Trinidad government had him build a, a big satellite earth station and so anyway so we we kind of did all that traveling around how how, how was that life from a kid's perspective it sounds idyllic well from yeah it was a, a, a nice primary school with lots of um, very a diverse international primary school and I still keep in touch with a lot of my friends from from my primary school in Trinidad funnily enough well, that's what's, have they Thanks come over to, to the Hong internet? Kong? Thanks to Facebook. No, I've seen one of them, one or two of them in the UK. It's really lovely. Well, that's 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 great. And then um, uh, during that time, what was what was the age when you left um, uh, from the Caribbean? Um, about um, I was eleven. Yeah. So, so you hadn't picked up the sketchbook uh, quite yet. No, I hadn't. Well, actually, we were we were drawing. My sister and I were drawing at that time. Funnily enough, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, so I mean, did, did this come from your parents at all? Yeah, I think so. I think it's on my mother's side. Yeah, yeah. did she? Yeah. Did she uh, either sketch her, or do her, any her painting? Her father was a really good watercolor painter. Ah. And, um all her siblings are artists in one form or another, and she's a musician. She plays and teaches piano and violin. Right, so quite yeah, quite an artistic family then. Okay, yeah. we 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 don't have a lot more time. I was almost going to squeeze in another reggae song because I know that you do like the Caribbean uh, music and say that you know it, it's, it can be quite uplifting, can't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, instead, as we're quite close to the eleven thirty news time, mm. um, I'll just remind the listeners. So the, at the LAC, there's this great exhibition, Keepsakes, by Ros Keep. And um, that is on the main street of Lama. And, uh, Ros, that, that closes on the end of Saturday, yeah? Okay. And um, can you please remind us your, your, uh, your social media handle? I know that you're on Instagram. Is it? Yeah, it's, um, it's just hashtag Roskeep, R-O-Z, and then K-E-E-P. Okay, and uh, she's on Facebook as well, and it's Roskeep. And if you go to... Um, well, 
Uh, is it Roskeep Artist or just Roskeep? No, just Roskeep. Okay, you can also go to um, have a look at a link on my Facebook page, Andrew Dembina on RTHK Radio 3, and there's a picture of Ros with some of her work in the current exhibition, which you might choose to go to between now and the end of Saturday. Thank you very much, You're Ros. welcome. Thanks for having me, Andrew. It's lovely to see you.